Welcome to the Running For Your Life podcast, a podcast designed to share the joy of running so that you can live a long and healthy life. I am your host, Barry Karch, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. And this is a fun episode for me because I'm going to talk about the event I'm going to participate in this weekend, August 18th and 19th. It's called 29029 Everesting. And I have trained so, so hard for this event for the last five plus months. And it's finally here. It's hard to believe. Now, you might be wondering what in the world is 29029 Everesting? What it is, the goal is to hike a mountain and achieve the equivalent vertical ascent as if I had hiked Mount Everest, which is 29,029 feet. That's where the number comes from. So the title of the event, again, is 29029 Everesting. Now, I'm not going to Mount Everest. I'm going to Utah, Snow Basin, Utah, which is about an hour, I believe, north of Salt Lake City. So what we do there is Snow Basin Mountain, we have to hike up it 13 times in order to achieve the 29,029-foot vertical ascent. We hike up the mountain, we take the gondola down, hike up again, gondola down, and so forth, 13 times. So we don't have to hike down, but we do have to hike up, and we have 36 hours to complete the event. It starts at 6 a.m. on Friday morning, and it continues until 6 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. By the way, this event is held in five different locations. They're in um, Sun Valley, Idaho, Snow Basin, where I'm going, as I mentioned. Also in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Whistler in Canada, and in Stratton, Vermont. So those are the different places right now that you can attend this event if you get intrigued, as I describe it. They have been adding new locations every year. Like this is the first year they've done Jackson Hole. But uh, what's kind of neat about the event is it's not a competitive event. It's just a matter of doing it. So it's, as they say, it's you versus you. You just have to I say just, <laughs> it's not no just involved here, but you, you, your goal is to achieve the equivalent vertical ascent of Mount Everest, 29,029 feet within 36 hours. And again, what's neat about the event is that from what I understand, everyone supports everyone else because it's not competitive. And you go up the mountain, you come down, you go up again and come down and so forth. And in all your trips up the mountain, uh, I'm told that you see virtually everybody doing the event. You run into them at one time or another on your trip up to the mountain, as opposed to running a race where the top people are way out front and you never see them. In this event, you get a chance to interact with everybody who's participating in it. And there's about 250 people at each event. It does sell out very quickly, I have to tell you. So if you're interested, I believe they're going to open up registration sometime around October 
for next year. So I'm super psyched about it. As I mentioned, I've been training really, really hard. And I would have to say I'm somewhat confident that I'm going to get it done. Reason, I think two reasons. Number one is they do provide you a 20-week training program, and I've done it all, and I've done it hard. I put my all into it. And the coach assures everybody that if you do the training program, you will be successful. So I'm going to take his word for that, and hopefully that will come true. But I have certainly put in the work. Second of all, I think the reason I do have some confidence is probably pure ignorance, because I've never done anything like this before. I have never hiked before. I have never hiked before I started training for this event. I am not a hiker. I've just been a runner. And that's what really intrigued me about this because it's something different, something I haven't done. A little bit out of my comfort zone, but I felt like with my um, fitness I've achieved through running that hopefully I'll find it to be doable. So what I want to share with you today is what I've learned from my training for 29029. And even if you don't do this event, the lessons I've learned from training will apply to any other event you decide to do, be it running a race or well, anything else. So I've got a, a number of things I've learned and I wanted to go through with you and I, I hope it'll provide you some insights and I hope you'll also enjoy it. So here we go. What I've learned from my training for 29029 Everesting. First of all, I have learned the importance of having a misogi. What's a misogi? It is a year-defining goal, something that's exciting and scary at the same time that you just can't get out of your mind. You can't stop thinking about. By the way, I talk more about this back in episode five if you want to check it out. But my misogi for 2023 is this event. So it is my year-defining event. It's something that I've been thinking about all year, and I have not been able to get out of my mind. I haven't been able to think about too much else besides this event. So the purpose of it is to make the year memorable. When you look back on your life, you'll say, oh, yeah, 2023, that was a year that I... Everested, or whatever it is that you decide to do. So I think it's really important to have a masogi, have something to look forward to, a reason to get out of bed and get excited, looking forward to doing something different. So I found that to be very, very important and inspiring. And also, it's gotten interest of a lot of other people that I've told that I'm doing this event. So Misogi's been great to have, and that's something I plan to continue to do throughout my life. Another thing I've learned from training for this event, as I briefly alluded to, it's great to try something new. As I said, I've never hiked before this event at all. Never, not once. So it's been kind of fun to try something new. I had to buy trekking poles, all kinds of different equipment. I didn't have anything. And I've had to learn, hopefully I've learned how to use them. That will be, uh, we'll find out this weekend. But I encourage you to try something new. Don't keep doing the same old, same old. That gets kind of boring. Like, don't do one marathon after another or one 5K after another. Try something from left field. Try something a little different. 
to add a little bit of excitement to your routine. Something else I've learned, and this has been a long time coming, it's the journey that matters more than the destination. In other words, the training, what you have to go through to get to the starting line is what's important. You see so much growth in yourself. You increase your fitness so much and your determination. You become a better person from the training. So I really, really learned to appreciate the journey. Back when I was doing marathon running, I used to hate the training. I used to wish it was over so I could just get to the starting line. But now I look forward to every day as a chance to show myself what I can do and to get better and just to take delight on my abilities. Another thing I've learned from this training is I absolutely love having a plan. I love having a training plan and something to do every day to work towards this big goal out there. I just like having it step by step, something in front of me to get me going. So we were given a 20-week plan for this event by uh, the head coach. There's a number of coaches in this event. But um, it starts out fairly easy to get you going, and it builds in, in intensity as you go along. And then it peaks weeks 16, 17, and 18 super, super hard, very intense, which I'll go more into in just a sec. And then weeks 19 20 are tapering, which are great. You get to take it easy, refresh, and hopefully go into the event at your best. Because that's been a problem for me in the past too, especially in marathon training. I would beat myself up so much through the training that when I got to the race itself, I was not at my best. My legs ached, my feet hurt, or something was wrong with me. I was better earlier during the training. This time I'm determined to be at my best when I go into the event. And speaking of that, that's something else I've learned from the training, is you got to listen to your body and take care of yourself. It hasn't been a 100% smooth ride, and it probably isn't for most people in any kind of training. I've had a knee ache, which lasted several months. It wasn't real bad, but my knee still wasn't quite right. And then I had tightness in my hamstrings, and my quads, they hurt a little bit, a little bit of pain there too. And I had this back pain that just wouldn't go away. Again, it wasn't horrible. It didn't stop me from doing any of the training, but it would have been nicer not to have it. So I had the back pain for several months. And finally, again, it wasn't stopping me, but I wanted to see if I could do something about it. I mentioned it to my doctor, and he mentioned uh, to me that I should go see an Arasti. And I never heard of an Arasti. I had no idea what it was. But I went, and I had quite a few appointments with him. And I tell you what, within a few weeks, all the pain went away. So it really helped. If you're not familiar with Arasti, is he applies pressure, really with his hands and his thumb largely, to the places or your muscles that ache. And he knows what he's doing. He's trained in this, and the pain went away. And then they give you exercises and stretches to do on your own to keep it away. And it really, really helped me. So there's something I learned to take care of my body. Something else I found out is you're capable of so much more than you think you are. 
Some of the training days got extremely intense, but I really, really want this event. I really want to Everest. I really want to accomplish my goal. And so I was very focused. And you're going to have to have this big why or really want it in order to be able to get through the tough training. Otherwise, it's easy just to skip out on it or not give your best. But I can honestly say I gave my best through every single day of the training plan. I really pushed myself. And to give you some ideas of what you're looking at in the training plan, it comes in four different tiers. Tier one is someone who really hasn't done anything physically, basically off the couch to trying this event. And by the way, if that's you, the uh, head coach says he's had people who have completed this event from tier one who have followed the plan. So you don't have to be in super shape or super experienced to necessarily be able to do this. And then tier four is for experienced ultra athletes. And I've never done any ultra event before, so that's not me. I followed tier three because I'm an experienced runner. I've run a number of marathons and half marathons, 10Ks, 5Ks, and so forth. So I'm used to pushing myself. I know uh, what a training plan is like. So I followed tra- uh, tier three. Well, let me say I did at least tier three. I did a number of tier four workouts instead of some tier threes here and there when they intrigued me or they would push me a little more. I wanted to see if I could do it. So I did at least tier three throughout with some tier fours thrown in. And to give you an idea of how this thing peaked at, uh, the last three weeks were very, very tough. Um, week 18, the, well, the workouts during the week, they got to be two to three hours long each, each day through the weekdays, with Saturday being the longest workout. On week 18, the Saturday workout was the toughest workout that I can say I've ever done. What it was is an easy zone two heart rate run for 45 minutes and then a 15-minute rest. Doesn't sound too bad so far, right? But try doing it eight times. (laughs) That took eight hours. Yep, 45-minute easy run, 15-minute rest, repeat eight times. Not so easy once you get going on it. And uh, weeks, the prior week, two weeks before that, had workouts that were also extremely long and difficult. But I did it. I did it. I really, really wanted it. I was super focused, super determined, and I got through it. Even when my body was aching, it wasn't... My body was saying, no more, that's enough. I got my mind to do it. And I think those were two of the big lessons from this long workout was, number one, you've got to get the body to go when it hurts. In order to climb 29,000 feet, you're not going to feel great the whole way. Your legs are going to ache, and you've got to get used to moving on aching legs. So that was accomplished And equally important, number two, is mindset. You've got to have the mindset to continue and not quit. Even when you're hurting, even when you're tired, even when you don't want to anymore, 
you've got to be mentally tough enough to keep going. So I think I've accomplished both of those things. We will find out again this weekend. You never know until you're there in the real thing. But um, I would like to think that I am ready. Another thing that I have learned is despite all the long, hard workouts, you can't (laughs) outwork out your fork. I actually put on a few pounds doing this, believe it or not. Maybe it was muscle. I hope so. That would be nice. But um, I don't know. My pants still fit me the same as before. Everything fits good. Nothing got tight. So I don't think the weight is on the waist. But I actually managed to put on some weight doing some of these super long workouts. So I did ease up my diet a bit. That's probably how it happened a little bit. As I was doing these long workouts, I was thinking, I'm burning so many calories every day. I'm working out so much more than I ever had before that maybe I could add a few more things into my diet that I enjoy and it won't hurt me. So I learned you actually can't outwork that fork. Something else I learned is, well, I don't know if I learned it, but it reinforced to appreciate life. Every day is so great. It's so great to have the ability to do this event and to be able to do this workout. I'm thinking sometimes as I'm doing it and I'm hurting about how other people wish they could do it. They're unable to do it for some reason because of physical ailments. And I'm fortunate enough that I can do this event. So I don't take it for granted. I appreciate life and I appreciate what I have. And I'm proud of myself, to be honest. I'm proud that I have been able to do this. And I think that's a good thing, is to build some self-confidence and appreciation for yourself. Another thing, I've gotten so many good things to come out of this training, is connecting with people. I noticed that there were several other people doing the 29029 event in the general Central Texas area that I'm living in. They're not all doing snow base and where I'm going. Some of them are. Some of them are doing it in other locations. But we all have a common goal of Everesting. And so I reached out to them, and we were able to get a really good training group going. We would meet up once a month for some hikes together. Because it gets lonely doing all these long workouts by yourself all the time. And it takes an awful lot of mental determination to do it alone. So it was nice to meet up with other people and to share the joy and share the workouts and inspire each other. And so if you're listening, I appreciated every single one of you, Lindsay, Patty, James, Jill, Grant, and Carrie. I enjoyed getting to know all of you and had so much fun hiking with you. Another thing I learned from the training, as I mentioned, we were given a 20-week training program, but we were only given two weeks of it at a time. Every two weeks, we were rolled out a two-week installment, and I thought that was a really good thing because I know if I was given the whole thing at once and I saw those very, very difficult workouts that were down the road, I would get totally intimidated and freaked out about it. 
I liked that I did not know what was coming a few weeks or a month or two down the road. So I learned to stay in the moment. Just focus on the day at hand. Even when I got the two weeks at a time, I did not pay attention to what was going on the next week or even the next day. I just focused on today and tried to do the very best I could with today's workout and get that done. So that is something I learned that I think is very, very important for going through any training program. Just stay in the moment. Stay focused on the task at hand that's right in front of you. And yes, you do have to overcome negative voices in, my ha- in your head. I had that to fight. A lot of times I look at the workout, I think, ah, I can't do this today. I, I just don't know how I'm going to do this, or I'm too tired. But, or, or take it easy, ease up. You don't need to do it this hard. But I can honestly say I fought off all those voices every time. As I said, I was really, really focused for this event. And I was not easy on myself. I really pushed myself. So you're going to have negative voices. Expect it. But learn how you're going to fight them off. As a matter of fact, I think I did an episode um, on this podcast. If you search uh, back um, a few months, you'll find one on overcoming the negative voices in your head. But just be prepared for that. Another thing I found very important was to build a track record of success. I wanted to succeed in every single workout because I wanted those memories on the event day when the going gets tough. I know I'm going to look back and I can think that, yes, I did put in the work and I succeeded every single time on all those workouts. So it was very important to me to have a track record of success to fall back on because if I had quit in the middle of a workout or stopped or said, that's good enough for today, what would that be telling me? I did not want those kind of thoughts to be in my head on event day. I wanted nothing but positive memories, positive experiences that I can take with me and draw upon when the going gets tough. Putting all those positive experiences in your head builds confidence and gets you ready for the big day. And... Something else that I learned is the importance of keeping a positive attitude, as I've alluded to a number of times. Stay positive. Stay excited about your event. Remember why you registered for it in the first place. Also, what I learned is mental, the mental part of it is every bit as important as the physical. Yes, you have to be physically capable of doing the event, so you've got to train and get strong. But it's that mind that's every bit as important, if not more so. You've got to have that positive, right frame of mind. And so besides going through the training plan from the coach, I tried very hard to train my mind too. I read a lot of positive mindset books and listen to positive mindset podcasts. Books I particularly enjoyed were the two by David Goggins. If you're not familiar with him, he's an ex-Navy SEAL turned ultra athlete, and he is a super tough guy. And he talks about his mindset 
and what he puts himself through um, is amazing. It makes what I'm doing look like nothing at all. And I thought about him, what he's done, and what he said in his books many, many, many times as I've gone through these weeks of training. So I highly recommend his books. His language, I will tell you, is a bit salty, actually very salty throughout the books, but he has a lot of great things to say, super inspiring story, really, really enjoyed it. So I recommend you train your mind in addition to your body. You've got to have that proper mindset to succeed. So there you have it. That's what I learned, the lessons I learned in training for 29029 Everesting. I hope you got something out of it. I hope this will help you. And if you want to check out and see how I'm doing at the event, you can log in to 29029 Everesting during the event from uh, 6 a.m. Mountain Time on Friday, August 18th till 6 p.m., on Saturday, August 19th, 29029everesting.com and go to the Snow Basin event. It's called Snow Basin 2. And if you scroll down, you'll see a virtual ascent board. And if you click on it, you, you can see everybody as they do the ascents. The first part's going to say no ascents because it's going to be a while until you achieve. They keep track of the uh, mountains you ascend, uh, the peaks the highest peaks on each continent, and I don't remember all the names. But for example, when you hit Mount Kilimanjaro, it's going to show that you reached it, and so forth for each mountain until you get to Everest. So you can keep track and see people, how many ascents they've done. Everyone first will be in the no ascent group because they will not have um, reached any mountaintop, and then you can see as we reach each mountain on our way to Everesting. So that's where it's at. And again, I hope you enjoyed today's show. It was kind of fun for me talking about this event. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I hope to come back with a red hat. That's what all this hard work is for. You get a red hat if you Everest. So I am intending to get that. And I will give you the results on this podcast and give you my thoughts of the event in a couple of weeks. And um, until then... If you could leave a review of the podcast, I would certainly appreciate it. And please share it with any friends who you think might enjoy it. And I will be back with you next week. And until then, let's outrun Father Time together.